Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Friday, January 21st, 2022. I'm your host, Doug Reed. You can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. That's Doug underscore R-E-I-D 34. This is a sports ethos presentation. And before we get going, we have a couple Twitter accounts at Sports Ethos. I highly recommend you follow. One is Ethos Wagering, E-T-H-O-S Wagering. You'll get our daily free pick there. You'll get commentary, thoughts, comments um, from our handicappers at Sports Ethos. Great up-to-date information if you're looking at betting some games. And then also, if you're a fantasy basketball player, I highly recommend you follow us us at Ethos Fantasy BK for basketball on Twitter. It's the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed that you will find. Get all the NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition, provides more analysis. Again, that's Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. So on Fridays, I like to do a strategy session. Uh, We've talked about the magic number in sports betting a couple weeks ago. We talked about uh, bankroll management last week. And today I want to talk about having multiple books. And what I mean by that is having multiple accounts. And why do you want to do that? Two reasons uh, for me. I talked talked this a little bit on Wednesday's show, but I'm going to get into it more detail today. When you're looking at numbers in a game, they're set by Vegas early. So if you're looking at the NBA, college basketball, uh, NHL, they're usually set around midnight Eastern time, a little after that, the night before of a game. So any games I'm looking at, any numbers I'm looking at today, they'd have been set last night. What you want to do is look at a game, analyze it, or get some information, get your opinion on it, and then go look at the numbers. And if you just have one sports book, so let's say you're only using our partner, MyBookie, uh, at MyBookie, um, they're going to have a line on that. You want to be able to look at multiple books and see if your line is better or worse. Now, I realize, depending on the size of your bankroll, most people aren't going to have four or five books that they have a bankroll at, but you want to have at least two if not three, I think at minimum. And the reason is, and I'm get going to get into some uh, some numbers, just in the last week alone, the number of games that have gone one way or the other on a line. So if you get in early in line, for example, tonight, uh, I'll get into it later, but I'm on the Clippers, they're plus eight and a half at Philadelphia. So if I'm on the Clippers at plus eight and a half, if that line came out at plus nine, um, I'm going to be on them. Plus nine and a half, I'm going to like that even more. It's dropped to plus eight and a half. I still like it at that. If I see it at an eight or a seven and a half, I'm probably going to fade that game. 
Conversely, if I'm on uh, 76ers, I want that line a little lower. So right now it's eight and a half if you're on the 76ers. You'd like to see it at an eight, maybe some late break news or maybe no news at all. It's just different, different books have different lines on games. Very important to shop around. Okay, it's a term used in the sports um, wagering industry, uh, shopping for the best line. And there's, there's two reasons. First of all, to me, the main reason is to give yourself the best line. You want the best odds at winning. Um, again, to, to our first strategy session, if we're trying to win at 52.4%, which is our break-even number, a little more than that, it makes a difference. Literally, you could bet 100 games over the course of a, a month, a season, whatever it is, and one or two games can swing you from being a positive return on investment for a negative ROI. Now, it doesn't sound like much. You're thinking, Doug, you know, if I, if I miss by half a point here or a point there, it's not going to be the end of the world. But again, over the course of 100 games, those one or two game differences, uh, which is going to happen multiple times within 100 bets, it's going to happen multiple times. Uh, that can be the difference between a positive or a negative ROI. And second, I think you have to decide what the line is or what you like and then go look for it. If you don't like it, so for example, as I said earlier, I'm on the Clippers tonight. If that line drops to plus seven, plus seven and a half from plus eight and a half, I don't like that game. Don't force yourself to take the lower line. Some of the best moves, some of the best bets you make will be the bets you don't make. That's uh, to steal that line from uh, sports trading. Some of the best trades that teams make are the ones that they don't make. And what I mean by that is sometimes you like a game. So I like the Clippers tonight, but if that line falls too much, uh, it's a stay away for me. I think Philadelphia wins easy. I think they win by a couple buckets. I don't think they win by eight and a half. So I'm on that. Could they win by eight? Could they win by seven? Sure they could. So um, now proof is in the pudding. When I look back, I, I talked about this on Wednesday's show, Tuesday night in college basketball, there was actually four games uh, that came within half a point um, of the spread. So, you know, for example, St. Peter's uh, was seven and a half point favorites at Canisius. They won by eight. So you got the wrong side of that line. You lose that game. That's four games in one night. Last night, the NCAA, huge card, huge number of games. There were six games that came down to half a point away from the actual spread. So... Um, Towson was favored by six and a half against Charleston. They won by seven. USC was favored by two and a half at Colorado. They won 61-58. They won by three. Half point. Monmouth was favored by two and a half as well uh, at Fairfield. Also won 61-58, the exact same score. Um, So they won by three. Texas Arlington was at Arkansas State. Arkansas State was favored by four and a half. They won by five. Just covered. Santa Clara, uh, plus eight and a half at St. Mary's. St. Mary's won by eight. So Santa Clara covered if you had the eight and a half. San Francisco in the game of the night at the end um, was six and a half point underdog, six, 16 and a half point underdogs to Gonzaga. Gonzaga won by 16. So if you were on San Fran cover, I was actually going to be on that. I like that. Uh, I ended up playing the first half total, pardon me, first half side of minus nine, which or plus nine for San Francisco, which covered for me. Um, but I was a little afraid of playing, going against the Zags in the full game. So if you're on San Francisco plus 16 and a half, you won by half a point. So six games alone in college basketball last night. Um, four games on Tuesday, 10 games just in those, those two nights that I looked at those numbers came down to half a point. In the NBA, there was one on Tuesday. Uh, there was one on Monday as well. 
came down to half a point difference. You need to shop for the best line. And if you have your mindset on what a certain line should be and you can't find it, don't force the bet. So a little strategy. Uh, I know a lot of people probably just have one book. And you know what? You don't have to have a massive bankroll of multiple books. It doesn't matter. If you have a $100 bankroll, put 50 at one and 50 at another and shop those lines. Uh, just to con- compare and contrast. If you have a larger bankroll, it's better if you have three or four books. Now, I know most of these are done on an app or on your computer, and it's much easier just to look at one line, go there, take that line. It takes two seconds. Once you have a couple apps or a couple sites open, it takes two seconds. Get a game, see what side you're on, quickly look at the two lines, pick the better one. Um, you see it all the time. And, and multiple books, they'll have multiple lines, especially if you're a prop better. Now, props... Um, Prop betting, you know, you could have Joel Embiid in that that 76ers game tonight, total points. I don't know what his total points might go somewhere. It might be 25 and a half, and you might be getting minus 110 on that. Uh, You might go somewhere else, and it's 24 and a half, uh, and they're at minus 140. Well, you're going to want probably the one minus 110 line. It's a lot better payout. Or you could have 25 and a half points for Embiid at both sites, but one's paying you minus 10 and one's paying you minus 130. You want to take the one paying you minus 10. It's a better payout. Shop around. It makes a difference to your bottom line, uh, whether you're a prop better, whether you're like me, a little more traditional side and total better. Shop the lines. In the long term, it helps you achieve a winning ROI. Again, we're trying to get 52.5% uh, success rate on our wins, and it's that one or two difference out of every 100 games is going to, I think, is going to push you over, potentially push you over to the right side um, of your return. So, hope that made sense. Uh, again, this isn't me necessarily like my first couple strategy sessions. This isn't me coming up with this. This isn't what I've seen in my experience. This is what professional sports bettors have always told us. This is what the books have always told us. Shop around for your best line. Uh, it pays off in the long run. Night to night, you may not see it, but in the long run, you will definitely see it. And there's nothing worse than being on the side of a line and you'll lose by half a point. When you look back and say, oh, if I looked at my second, uh, second or third book, I could have been on the right side of that line. So shop around for your line. And don't force your bets. If the if the line isn't what you want, don't force it. Pass, fade. That's the term that everybody uses uh, in sports betting. Fade the game, skip it. Um, save your money for a bet that you like later on down the road. All right. So hope you enjoyed that strategy session. If you have any thoughts, comments, you agree, disagree, hit me up. Uh, send me a DM. Again, it's on Twitter. It's Doug underscore Reed three four. Love to hear your thoughts, your comments. You agree, disagree. Or any other ideas for strategy sessions that you'd like to hear in upcoming Friday shows. And with that, um, we'll take a little break and come back to hitting the boards. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right. 
before we hit the boards, uh, I do want to take a moment to talk about a new new partner of ours here at Sports Ethos. It's Thrive Fantasy, T-H-R-I-V-E. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy uh, prop games. On their mobile app, you go, for, or th- go to thrivefantasy.com. Use the code ethos, E-T-H-O-S, when signing up to get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100, up to your first $100, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick, pick, pick player props on the biggest names every night, score points when those props hit, and the players with the most points share the nightly prize money. You're playing against other players. You're not playing against the house. If you want more information on props, more ideas, come to us at Sports Ethos and check out our DFS team or a podcast for our DFS te- with our DFS team uh, for advice on the winners. Again, the code is ethos, E-T-H-O-S, over at our partners, thrivefantasy.com. So we will now hit the boards. Lots of games on um, on the slate tonight. Uh, I'm going to start with the NBA. There's 11 games. I'm not on all 11, that's for sure. There's uh, some interesting ones out there. Just trying to pull up. Okay, so we have 11 games on the NBA docket tonight. I'm on three of them. May look to a fourth. Uh, the first one's the LA Clippers traveling to Philadelphia. Clippers are still uh, short Paul or down Paul George. Will be for, it sounds like, uh, a number of weeks still. Um, Philly is currently eight and a half point favorite, total 213. Uh, my model has Philly close to a bucket, three, maybe four point favorites. Uh, so Paul George, I'll give them a few more points, but I'm not willing to lay eight and a half with Philly. So this is one game, one of the games I'm on tonight. I'm actually on the Clippers on the road at Philly, plus eight and a half. Uh, the next game has the Lakers traveling to Orlando. The LeBron-led Lakers uh, are five-point favorites. 218.5 is the total. I'm right on that total number, and I've got the Lakers as about a three-and-a-half-point favorite. So too tight for me to call. Um, if anything, I guess I would lean Orlando, but that's really too close for me, so it's a fade. The next game tonight is Oklahoma City travels to Charlotte. Charlotte's a nine-point favorite with a total of 223.5. My model's got about 10-point Charlotte favorites, so this is a fade as well. Um, the Miami Heat travel to Atlanta, which will be an interesting game. Atlanta is one and a half point favorite, total 219.5. Jimmy Butler's back. Bam Adebayo's back. Uh, Miami's a much better team at home, but Miami's a very good team all around. Uh, my model actually has the Hawks favored in this as well. So as much as my heart is kind of thinking that Miami could pull us out in the road... Um, my model's lining up with what the market says, so I'm not touching this game. Next game, that is Portland. Uh, the beat-up, injured Portland Trailblazers traveling to Boston. Boston's an eight-point favorite, 212 is the total. Um, Portland's out Lillard, McCollum's back, Larry Nance is injured. Um, they've been up and down, as has Boston. My model has this about a four-and-a-half-point favorite uh, lean towards Boston. So at eight, I would be on Portland. It's a lean for me on Portland, um, but they're just too inconsistent. They're on the road, and I really don't know, uh, because of all their injuries, uh, what to think of them right now. So uh, fading this game. The next game I am on, uh, Chicago travels to Milwaukee. Milwaukee's 10.5 point favorite, 227.5 is the total. I think this total is, they've gone way too high. Now, Chicago is short. Uh, Ball and Levine, obviously. Uh, Caruso is back. And I think him and DeRozan have the ability to keep this game close. I think it's a Milwaukee win, but I've got Milwaukee favored by about five points. I'm actually on Chicago, catching 10.5 points here at the Bucks. Next game of the night is the Raptors travel to Washington. Washington's a one-point favorite, 
Uh, 219 in total. I actually have Washington closer to about three and a half point favorite. So I might look at Washington, um, but Toronto's been playing really well. Washington's been playing better too with Bradley Beal back. Uh, so would lean Washington, but don't think I'm going to pull the trigger in this one. The next game, Brooklyn travels to San Antonio. Kevin, Dur- uh, Kevin Durant is obviously out, but Kyrie Irving is back. So the Nets are a one point favorite, total 232 and a half. My model has San Antonio is about a one and a half point favorite. So if anything, I would lean the Spurs, but not touching that one. Uh, and the wildly inconsistent Pistons of Detroit travel to Utah. Utah favored by 14 points, 217 and a half is the total. My model's right on the, the total number. Got Utah about 11 and a half point favorite, but I just can't trust Detroit uh, lately. They beat Toronto, what, about a week ago? Uh, but in the last two, two and a half weeks, I think they've had a 30 point, a 30 point, and a 35 or 38 point loss. And Utah is a very good team. So I can see Utah easily covering this, but not going to be on that one. The next game I am on, Memphis travels to Denver. Denver's a three and a half point favorite, total 224. Uh, Memphis is short, Desmond Bain, Dylan Brooks. So that's certainly going to hurt. But the way John Morant and, and company are playing, I like them. My model's got them slightly favored by about two and a half points. So if I'm catching three and a half points, uh, I will gladly take that. So I'm on Memphis plus three and a half at Denver. And then the final game of the night is the dreadful Houston Rockets travel to Golden State. Golden State, 10 and a half point favorites, 228 and a half is the total. Uh, Curry is questionable. If he doesn't go, I could see this line dropping a few points. Again, to my comment earlier, uh, if you're on um, if you're on this game, wait till closer to game time and get until you get the Curry news. Because if you are on Golden State, that, that line's probably going to drop uh, conversely, if you're on Houston, I would jump on it now at plus 10 and a half. Because if Curry doesn't go, the line, I think, drops by one or two points. So three games in the association I'm on tonight. Uh, the Clippers at Philly, plus eight and a half. Um, Chicago at Milwaukee, plus 10 and a half. And Memphis at Denver, plus three and a half. Three road dogs. Um, not a trend I traditionally follow, but that's the way the, um, that's the, way the slate in the association broke tonight. Uh, in college ball, there's 17 games. Traditionally Friday, there's usually seems to be one or two Big Tens. Historically, uh, it hasn't happened yet, but um, the Ivy League tends to play on Fridays. Uh, and then you get maybe the odd West Coast game. So not a lot of games. There's a few Mac, Mac games tonight that I am on. Uh, I'm actually on four, maybe five games. So let's quickly go through them. Uh, I've got Evans, Evansville is plus seven and a half at Illinois State in the Mountain Valley Conference. Uh, the total is 132. I'm on the over. And here's why. Uh, Illinois State has been playing, has been scoring a lot. Not a great defensive team, uh, but have been scoring a lot lately. They're averaging 78.8 points per game four. They're also giving up 78.2 game, uh, points um, this year. In their last nine games, they've scored 81, 81, 85, 81, 85 at Wisconsin, 76 at Valparaiso, 75 at Drake, 74 in a game they beat Bradley. And they scored, they lost against Missouri State recently and just scored 63. But they're playing much more up-tempo. Uh, they're scoring much more. Uh, they're actually a very good three-point shooting team. They are number 17 in the country in that. Uh, they, they hit 38.3 of their threes. And the interesting thing is Evansville is terrible at defending the three. They are the 357th worst team in the country. They give up 41.7% three-point shots against. Um, uh, Illinois State, on the flip side, average defense, but against the three ball, 
They give up 36.3% uh, of three-point shots. They are number 304 in the nation. So two teams don't defend against the three. Illinois State's been running, uh, scoring more lately. Um, should be a decent game. I think Illinois, State's, uh, Illinois State wins. Uh, but a, a total of 132. I see them coming in probably closer to 137, 138. Uh, and the systems that I use, Ken Palm, Bart Torkovic, and Jeff Sagarin all have this game closer to the 137 to 140 range. So as I've said in other shows, uh, when those three analytical systems uh, align with my thinking, uh, I tend to pull a trigger on a game. So I'm on the Evansville at Illinois State total over 132. Uh, my first of the MAC games tonight, Ryder is at Canisius, probably a game that not a lot of people are going to be following. Uh, I'm on the under in this game. Total is 143. Neither of these teams uh, are very good on offense. As far as adjusted efficiency, offensive adjusted efficiency at Ken Palm, Ryder's the 309th uh, team in the country. Canisius is 284th. When it comes to three-point shooting, here are some bad numbers coming at you. Uh, Ryder hits 29%, 314th in the country, uh, and Canisius is 325th in the country. When it comes to two-point, they're not a whole lot better. Um, Ryder hits 42%. They're number 350 in the country, one of the worst teams in the country, two-point field goal percentage. Canisius hits a whopping 45.3, so they're at number 305, so one of the bottom 50, 55 teams in the country. They don't hit the threes. They don't hit their twos. And Canisius, in defending the two-point shot, which I, I recognize Ryder doesn't hit very well, uh, but they're 340th worst team defending the two-point shot in the country. So should be a close game when you look at the – Riders uh, uh, plus three and a half. Kanisha is the home team, so they're getting the basically an equal or a, uh, on a neutral site. You got to look at this game probably be a uh, an even line, a pick'em kind of game. So Kanisha gets the the, the fa- home favorite nudge, but neither team scoring. In 143 points, yeah, it could be a close game. And that may help at the end of the day, but uh, when neither team scoring, I'm happy to take the under 143. The next game also a matching game as uh, Siena at Manhattan. Sienna comes in plus two at Manhattan. I'm actually on the over in this game, 134 and a half. Um, the reason is Sienna's averaging 65 points per game. They're giving up 70 points per game. Manhattan's averaging 74.2. They're giving up 71.1. But what I like is both these teams play a lot of games to the over. Now, we don't often, some, some people live and die by looking at ATS records or over under traditional uh, historical records. I don't always, but when some of these numbers stand out as much as this, I do. So in the season, Siena is 7-5 and five to the over, but six of their last nine games they've played to the over. Manhattan is 10-3 and three in nine of their last 10 games. Uh, in fact, that last game they played earlier this week is the only game in the last 10 they haven't went to the over. So two teams uh, that like to score, two teams that like to give up points, and they've been playing a lot of games to the over. So I'm on the over 134.5. Uh, the last game I'm on is... St. Bonaventure minus six at Duquesne. I'm actually on Duquesne plus six. When this game when this game originally opened, it was I think the Bonnies were about five five and a half point favorites, so it's up to six. Um, the Bonnies have I think have fallen. They they only play five players. They go to their bench for a sixth or seventh guy rarely. Um, I think they're just wearing down. To be honest with you, they got spanked, but at uh, Dayton recently, sixty eight to fifty. Um, lost 80-76 to LaSalle in overtime uh, in the last couple of weeks as well. Not playing well. Since the start of December, they're 1-3 on the road. 
and they're just not looking like the team that I thought they were. I was very high on this team. They, they made the tournament last year. I thought they'd have a good run, very good defensive team. I think they will try to get back to that, uh, but they're going to really have to uh, wake up here and, and uh, get in the run if they want to get back to the tournament. So right now they're at minus six at Duquesne, and I am on Duquesne plus six. Now the game of the night, um, Maryland, well, Maryland's at Michigan, pardon me, Illinois is at Maryland tonight. That'll be a good game. That was originally, I think, Illinois by about minus seven. And uh, Kofi Coburn's out, so now it's Illinois minus three and a half, four. I would be on the Maryland side in that one. Um, but that's not the game of the night to me. The game of the night to me is Michigan State at Wisconsin at 9 p.m. Eastern. Michigan State, Michigan State comes in plus three. Um, I haven't pulled the trigger on this one yet, but I would lean to Wisconsin minus three. They're a good team at home. Students are back. That place is going to be rocking uh, a big, big 10 game. Uh, and Wisconsin's got potential player of the year, Johnny Davis on their side, who has been playing lights out this season. So it should be a good game. I don't like betting against Tom Izzo in any situation. So that's why I haven't pulled the trigger yet. If I can get Wisconsin closer to, um, if I can get them under three, uh, minus two and a half, I'd definitely be on that. Uh, but I might take them at minus three. Uh, but we'll hold off on that one. So four games in college ball. ball. Uh, also this weekend, we have uh, the NFL divisional round playoffs. Four games. Uh, hopefully better than last weekend. Last weekend was a bit of a dud. The only only one underdog won, which was San Francisco against Dallas in a very ugly game. And none of the others. Cincy in Las Vegas was kind of close. But if you watch the game, Cincy, I thought Cincy was the better team the whole game. And then the others were all... Uh, pretty much blowouts. I think we're going to get four, well, potentially four very good games this week. We start off on Saturday with the AFC. Since he travels to Tennessee, Tennessee's favored by three and a half, total 47 and a half. Tennessee gets Derrick Henry back. Uh, I think they've got the experience. Obviously, they won, uh, or they came first in the AFC, so they got the bye last week. They're rested. Uh, Tennessee, uh, Cincinnati's look great. Joe Burrow uh, has looked really good um, back half of the season. Fun to watch team. I just like Tennessee. I'd like to see this line at three. I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet, but uh, even at three and a half, I would be on the Titans here. So I'm on Tennessee. Uh, minus three and a half. You can wait to get it minus three. Obviously a key number in football. Not sure it's going to come down to that, but if it does, I'd definitely jump on that. Then the NFC game on Saturday has the 49ers traveling to Lambeau to play the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay's favored by five and a half, total 47 and a half. Uh, I'm on the pack. I know a lot of the experts are saying it's just too many points to lay. And um, San Francisco, you know, San Francisco did not look uh, as much as they won last week. I kind of think Dallas lost it with some of their coaching moves as well. Um, I'm not sold sold on San Fran. Yeah, their defense is solid. They play better in the second half of the season. Uh, and they're a good team. And could they win? Sure, they could. Uh, but Green Bay rested as they went, came first in the NFC as well. So they got the bye last week. Uh, laying five and a half points. Sure, if this were four and a half, five, I'd be even on it even more. But I think I'm going to I'm going to be on pack, uh, laying five and a half at home. Uh, then on Sunday we go to the AFC battle, which is Buffalo KC. KC comes in minus two, totals fifty four. I am on KC. I'd be on KC probably up to three, three and a half. So at minus two, I am definitely on KC. This is going to be a play for me. Uh, Mahomes. I thought you know I was on Pittsburgh covering a huge spread last week. I didn't think KC was winning as 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 by as big a totals as they they have in the past. When I dug into the numbers, uh, and I know Roethlisberger and Pittsburgh 
didn't put up much of a fight, but Casey has been playing really well. They've got the experience. Mahomes is healthy. Um, I think they win this, and I think they win it by probably more than a field goal. Now, Buffalo's Josh Allen. I don't like their running game, although Kansas City is susceptible to that. Um, so they could, I mean, the total's 54. This is the highest total of the, uh, of the weekend. So they could go to Arrowhead and pull this one out. Uh, Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.